and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Greg Browning and I'm delighted to be joined by David Weatherston, fresh from his seven-day pilgrimage back to Scotland. How are you doing, David? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Good. Good. Back, to the, back to the start of the long, dark winter, but uh, yeah, it was nice to be back in Scotland for a week. And is the wife speaking to you after cocktail Thursday? She's, she's speaking to me, she's... Uh, she was probably rightfully not happy how uh, drunk I turned up at the family dinner um, <laughs> after our lunch, our podcast lunch. But um, yeah, it's, uh, we're all back, back to speaking terms. Excellent, glad to hear it. Unfortunately, a, a podcast first, Selector Bet, is actually on family vacation. So this is the first time in, I think, over two years now since we started the podcast that um, Selector Bet is not joining me on the podcast. So I hope he's having a great vacation. He'll be back next week. So unfortunately, you'll have to listen to me and David run through the, the Scottish games this weekend and the Norwegian games as well. Before that, I think, David, obviously, the the car's been dominated by the World Cup qualifiers over the last, what, seven days. Yeah. And let's quickly speak about Scotland. What a team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, what a team. What a team. I thought we were... Um... Yeah, I mean, excellent in the second half against Israel. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, one out of one out of four halves. This puts isn't that great, but I think two wins, obviously massive. Lyndon Dykes playing terribly, but scoring goals on a regular basis for Scotland, so can't complain too much. Yeah, I mean, what, what a position we've put ourselves in. Beat Moldova away from home when we're in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, I think we're in a good position. I'm in a good place with the team. Yeah, I was at Hamden um, on Saturday. I don't go to too many Scotland games. I go now and again. All my mates go to the game, so I thought I'll pick that game. Saturday night kick-off, 5pm, getting the booze nice and early. And Hamden was absolutely rocking. I think you're right. Yeah. We did play very well in that second half. I must admit, I'm a bit surprised by the amount of criticism the side got for their victory against the Pharaohs. Yes, yeah. it was a terrible, terrible match on a terrible pitch. But ultimately, we got the job done. I think Denmark only won 1-0 across the earth in the late goal. Yeah. Austria won 2-0. It's not about performances at this yeah, level now. It's about getting wins. Faders are conceding. They're not conceding like they used to. I think they're a lot better than, than they used to be. They're not They're not San Marino uh, or sort of Andorra level anymore. I think they've, they've got a step above that now. So, yeah, I mean, a win's a win. It wasn't great. In fact, it was pretty grim at times. But, um, yeah, I agree. I think it was the most important was just getting the result. And I think looking at Pharaoh's home results this season, it's, uh, or this sort of this, um, qualifier stage, I think it's. Uh, I think it was just all, all that we needed to do was get the three points. And how's your betting across the, the campaign, across the qualifiers? <laughs> I didn't really put much on, but I did have a... Both a score in both halves, uh, treble with Israel. Um, who was it? Israel. God, I can't even remember. There was three teams in England against Hungary. Was the other was uh, the one that let me down, which I was absolutely fuming with. Yeah, um, I, w- so I wouldn't say what you said in the group chat about England <laughs> the second half goal. <laughs> I mean, home at Hungary, they've got the goal in the first half. I'm thinking it's w- walking in, but no, nah, it didn't. But yeah, no, I was. Uh, I didn't bet much, to be honest, on the on the internationals. Um, I think without tempting fate, I think I've finally managed to crack international football. And it's, it's quite a simple approach. Just back bookings for either Armenia, Georgia, Greece, Azerbaijan, Albania, 
Kosovo. Um, there's probably another couple of teams in there. And just stick with them for cards every campaign. <laughs> yeah. Sheer volume of cards in these qualifiers is quite incredible. Yeah, uh, and I think that's interesting given the sort of directive that they went with last summer was like, like cut down on the cards, let's try and keep the game flowing and that. But I think they've just gone back to normal now and just gone, right, we need to start dishing out these cards again. Well, I'm, so I'm all for uh, it. So yeah, you're, all, you're happy about that. <laughs> But enough looking back over the last week or so, um, David and I will look across um, an action-packed Scottish card this weekend, and he was going to run through some of his best selections from, from Norway. I think what we'll do is we'll start on Saturday night, sorry, Friday night, and we've got a couple of games in Scotland, starting off with Hamilton versus Partick Thistle. So this is a match that I've already put on the channel. Um, I think Partick Thistle, if you've got any hopes, David, of being promoted, they really need to improve their way from, don't they? Yeah, I mean, uh, they're struggling big time on the road. I mean, think, I think a lot of us thought that Firhill would be a hard place to go and that they would have really good home form, and it's, it has proved that. But, yeah, I mean, away from home. <sighs> have they even won? Have they won away from home this Yeah, season? so they won in the opening away game at Dunfermline. Yeah. That doesn't really count, really, because everyone's pumping Dunfermline at the moment. Yeah, but, and they've lost three um, since then. They've lost three, but it's, it, what's worrying for me is the amount of goals they're conceding. They've lost yeah. three, one, three, one, and 3-2. Um, you can't keep going to an away game and conceding three goals. No, I mean, you're not going um, to win. What it's does support as well? Goals. I think with McCall. Like, I don't think McCall teams are usually set up to concede that amount of goals. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's I a, think probably a game they're McCall, looking to win on Friday. Yeah, definitely. I think for McCall, the fact he's got that strike force of Graham, Rudden and Tiffany. So, Brian Graham's got five goals, Rudden's got three, Tiffany's got two. Like you say, their home form has been much better. They've run three of their four home games. They've scored 10 goals in those, those home games. They are the league's top goal scorers. Yeah. So despite their poor away form, they have scored seven goals away from home. Um, looking at Hamilton, they've got the worst defensive record in the league. Yeah. They've shipped 15 goals already this season. So I just think the time's right to, to back part at Thistle. They're 30-10 to 10 to win the match, but I still think the jury's out on their defensive frailties. So for yeah. me, I think part at Thistle to score two goals in this match is nicely placed at 7-5. Uh, and I think they can go there to Hamilton on, on Friday night and, and get the win. But I think backing them to score two is probably a safer bet, given they do concede quite a lot of goals, but are a, a real threat in attack. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I guess the other, bet, the other match sorry, on Friday night worth mentioning is um, Kelty Hart's trip to Edinburgh City. That could have been labelled during the summertime as a title decider. Um, yeah. Certainly not looking that way. Kelty just kind of steamrolling their way to results. I guess they're not winning games as convincingly as we thought, are they, Kelly? No, they've been sort of sneaking games by the odd goal, which, yeah, I mean, I think they they clearly have the best squad. They clearly have the firepower. They've scored 19 goals. But I think, yeah, they've been conceding goals as well. They've not been um, that solid at the back. But, yeah, unbeaten. Edinburgh City... Yeah, they've only scored ten goals in nine games, so it's not been uh, they've not been prolific, and I just think it's yeah, it's going to be difficult for them to to get anything against Kelty. I, I mean, Kelty's one to two; it's a bit short, but I think it's probably a fair price given uh, how they've started this season. Yeah, it'd be good to see how Edinburgh City get on here because I think probably need to give Kelty some credit. <laughs> they've had a great season so far, yeah. and they they've all won that league and they will win it well. Um, but this is probably their toughest assignment to date 
uh, the toughest game of the season, probably. So really keen to see how Edinburgh City perform. I think if Kelty win this, then um, they go quite a few points clear now, I think. So I'm interested to see how that pans out on, on Friday night. On to Saturday, though. I can't believe I've got a full Scottish Premiership card on a Saturday. Quite incredible. Yeah. All, all 12 sides of action, five three o'clock kickoffs. Rangers and Celtic both kicking off at three o'clock for the first time since 1971. I just made that Sounds up. Right. But it sounds about right. <laughs> and we've got a, a tea time spectacular from Dens as Aberdeen travel to Dundee. So we'll make our way through the card, David. Uh, first up, off the Easter Road, Hibernian versus Dundee United. And you know what I'm going to say here, don't you? Hibs are far too short. Absolutely. <laughs> Three to five for Hibs against a Dungeon United side who've only shipped five goals in eight games. They're only a point behind Hibs. I'd be looking for at least four to five, five to six for Hibs for this match. I think they're a ridiculously short price. And it's shown so far this season already. I think three games ago against St Mirren, they drew 2 all. They were very fortunate to get a late John Beaton penalty winner <laughs> against St Johnston. After that, I just think the three to five in this game is very, very short. Yeah, it's far too short, as you say. Dundee United conceded five goals all season, and they've only scored five as well. So you know what kind of game you're going to be getting with uh, Tam Courts. Well, I think that's season. right. All eight games have been under two point five goals this season. Uh, so yeah. if you're looking for goals, do not go to any Dundee United games because you're not going to yeah. see any. I think five of those games were actually under one point five. They've won four games, one nil. Uh, so, very hard team to beat Dungeon United. Don't concede many goals. I think this is probably a game where Hibs might need to be patient. And I'm not suggesting that Hibs won't win this. I just think from a betting angle, I think the price on Hibs is far too short. Yeah, um, for, for me in this match, there's probably no angle for me here. I think Martin Boyle at 10-3, he's on penalties. He did play on Tuesday for Australia against Japan. Oh, so... Did. I don't think I don't know when he's back, but I'd imagine he should be fine to start. Um, a bit similar to David Witherspoon, David Witherspoon actually for Canada. He played last night for Canada against yeah. Panama. So again, playing yeah, Wednesday night, and, it's a long trip yeah. back. So we'll have to see if the players are playing. But yeah, if Martin Ball is playing, I think ten to three um, for goal scores not a bad shout, given the fact he is on penalties. Yeah, and and there's, there's no point in doing any time goal scorer really in a game like this where you. There's every chance that a 1 0 could be on the card. Yeah, I think he's evens to score, which I don't think is a great yeah. price, to be fair. And like you say, it's a match that likely will have uh, very few goals in it. Uh, moving on to Motherwell v Celtic, another must win game for Postecoglou. Um I think they got out of jail last time, didn't they, Aberdeen? Yeah, I thought I thought um, I thought they were good in the first half. Um, probably deserved to maybe be a bit more than one goal ahead, but. Second half, Aberdeen came out and did really well. I thought they probably just about deserved the equaliser. Um, and then after the equaliser, when you thought Celtic might try and push on, I thought Aberdeen looked just as likely to score. Um, obviously, Celtic got the goal through Jota. I think um, I think Jota, Kyogo, Kyogo coming back was a big, big for Celtic. And um, I think their strike force looks good. And mm-hmm. you would fancy them, obviously, at Motherwell to, to dominate the game and probably win. But yeah, 1.44, uh, it's just, what was it, 4 to 7? I mean, nobody, you can't take that price uh, for Celtic away from home this year. 
No, I, th- I think that Aberdeen win was absolutely massive for them to get an away win and to get three points on the board. They're obviously playing catch-up at the moment and every game's like a cup final at the moment for Celtic. I think this should be a cracking game. Motherwell, who I've called out as Scotland's hatchet men, so apologies yeah. all Motherwell fans, I will concede you've had a fantastic season so far. And they really have, haven't they? Um, 14 points collected so far, some cracking wins. They, they lost obviously 2-0 away at Hearts last time out. But when you look at their card count, it's quite incredible. <laughs> they've um, in the last well this season they've had five, two, one, four, five, three, three, and three. So they've had three or more cards now in each of their last five matches. And at home, um, there's been seventeen yellow cards in their four home games. Yeah, um, I think they've had five, four, five, and three. For the Celtic side, who, like you say, will probably have most of the ball, most of the possession. I think Motherwell cards looks like a good shout here. They're five to six with Unibet to deliver most cards in this match, which I think is a really good shout as well. But looking at, I think we've mentioned before, and I know Selected Bet's mentioned it a few times on Celtic corners, they do rack up some pretty impressive numbers, don't they, Celtic? Yeah, and I'm pretty happy to back Celtic in the corners this uh, this weekend at Motherwell. I think 11 to 10 for Celtic on the corner count looks pretty generous. Um, I think Motherwell this season in their home games they've lost they've lost the corner count in all four games so Ross County at home they won the game but they didn't didn't get a single corner they conceded three Aberdeen they won the game they only got one corner they conceded six uh, Dundee beat them in the corner count as well so did Hibs so four games they've been beating the corner count every game Celtic uh, eight corners at Aberdeen last time out ten at Levy before that they've had four at Rangers and five at Hearts I think Celtic could easily rack up six, seven, eight corners here, and Mother will likely only get maybe one or two. So I think Celtic minus two on the corner count at eleven to ten looks really, really well priced. Yeah, it looks pretty solid. I think I'm I'm with you in this game. I think corners is the way to go. I think for me, I agree. I think Celtic will hit possibly six, seven, eight corners. So for me, for this match, I'm taking Celtic to hit six corners and over one point five match goals. I can't see there not being goals in this match. I think the way Celtic play, I think they'll probably give Motherwell opportunities. But yeah. I think Celtic are more than capable of coming to Fur Park and scoring two. So Celtic over 5.5 corners and over 1.5 match goals pays 10 to 11 with um, bet thesis five on the bet border. So Celtic must win. Rangers at home to Hearts in obviously game of the day behind Saints Levy. Um, it's first be, first be second. Really intriguing match this one, isn't it? I think Rangers 11 to 20 to win this game. It's the biggest price they've been at home since they played Celtic. Um, Hearts, what a season the Hearts are having! Um, 18 points from eight games. I don't think anyone expected that, did they? No, and unbeaten as well, which is incredible. I think coming up from coming up last year, and I think that they weren't that impressive in doing it. So I don't think anyone expected them to jump straight up to the Prem and. Compete at the top. I mean, obviously, I mean, I say obviously, but I think we can all expect them to fall away from Rangers and expect Celtic to to come up there. But um, they look the third best team in Scotland at the moment. Um, maybe Hibs and Hearts are definitely third and fourth best team in Scotland. Um, and I think, yeah, I think they look like a real good attacking threat. They're playing some some good football. They've scored fourteen goals in their eight games. They've only conceded five. So it's going to be a tough game for Rangers, who you would expect to win. But Rangers, if not, 
been at their brilliant best this year. I mean, compared to last year when they were just blowing teams away at home. They've only, the, what, they beat, they've drawn the Motherwell. They only won 2-1 eh, last time at, against Hibs. They beat Celtic 1-0. So the last three games, they've been all tight at home. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough one for them. And that's probably aided the, the Rangers' corners count at home, hasn't it? Those matches where they have been pressing for winners in the last 15-20 minutes. They've been hitting double figures. I, I think for me, this game as well, you've got to be looking at Hearts bookings probably for this game. I think Rangers' opponents have received at least two or more cards in all but one of their eight games this season. Um, I think Robbie Nielsen will come here and will be trying to keep it as tight as he can. I think there are two holding with two holding with field players for Hearts, um, Banajima and Devlin. Will I think look both great for a card opportunity here? Uh, Banajima has been booked three times, Devlin twice. They'll just sit and probably protect the back four. I think it will be a very difficult game for, for Hearts on, on Saturday. I think Rangers probably be quite popular, though, on the old ACA, I think, at that price. As I said yeah. before, it's quite a decent price for Rangers at home. Uh, Hearts 11-2. to But really intrigued to see how Hearts do here. Like you say, unbeaten this season so far. But I think there could be cars in this match, and that's probably the angle I'll be taking once I get card markets available for this. Yeah, I think you should be quite feisty on the... Saturday afternoon, Ibrox top two, obviously Hearts unbeaten Rangers keen to stamp their authority in the league. So yeah, I think it could be quite feisty. Just on Rangers, I think this season as well, they are getting the job done, but I don't recall them actually playing that well in any of the games. They, nah, they, they, just, they, they scored four. Fluent, do they? No, usually after eight games, you could say yeah, they've been poor in some of those games and got the job done, but I don't recall them playing that well at all in any of them. So. At some point, they are going to come good. And this could end up being a, a comfortable home win, to be fair. I think there's probably a lot of hope, probably in Scottish football terms, at Hearts continue their unbeaten run and um, stay at the top at the end of the table. But we'll soon find out at quarter to five on Saturday. Yeah, that's yeah. I think Rangers will probably win and it could be one of those games where you go, ah, oh, yeah, well, the old firm are just going to be too good again this year. But yeah, we'll see. Next up, we've got Ross County at home to St Mirren. David and... I think we keep on saying in the podcast, Ross County have had a very tough start. But <laughs> can't, can't say it after they've played 11 games. No, we're getting there. <laughs> no. So they've played eight games so far and they have played two sides we'd hope they get points from. They lost at Motherwell and they lost at Dungeon United. So this is a home game against what you would argue is a fellow six, bottom six club. Sorry, Div, but that's factual. <laughs> um, they're 21-20 to, to win this match. Sorry, 20 to. to 10 to win this match. Yes, St Mirren are 5-4, which I think is very, very short. Very short. In saying that, though, St Mirren are on a really good run at the moment. Unbeaten five. Three draws were followed up by two really good wins. Um, I I couldn't call this match. I I really couldn't. Looking at Ross County corners in a match they have to get something from, they're evens to get five, which I don't think is a bad shout. Again, looking at the card count for Ross County, Four, two, two, three, one, two, four, and one. So they've hit two or more cards now in six of their eight games this season, Ross County. And this is a match that Malcolm McHale definitely have earmarked that they must try and get three points from. Certainly not, not to lose it anyway. I, I think Jim Goodwin will probably be quite happy with a draw up here, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, obviously St Mirren got a really good win at uh, Livingston last time out, which was uh, off the back of a home win against Aberdeen. So Confidence will be slightly higher uh, for St Mirren. Ross County, 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Malcolm McKay, when he got the job, it wasn't exactly uh, very welcomed um, across Scottish football in general. But, I mean, as he, he must be under pressure up there, I think. Lose this one to St Mirren. That's nine games without a win, just three draws. I think, uh, yeah, he must be on a shaky peg because... It's gonna. You can't. Yeah, as you say, they've had a tough start, but you can't keep saying that after you've played everyone. So, no, exactly. Uh, so this is definitely a game where they, they have to pick up something, and this will give us a real indication now of we would think Ross County will end up this season. They're yeah. joint bottom of the league with Dundee, so it's quite tight at the bottom end of the table so far. Still, there's not a lot between the bottom five teams. So yeah. a, a victory here for Ross County propels them um, probably up a few places. But for St Mirren, if they can get a win here as well. That sets them up really nicely uh, to push up for top six. Yeah, it does. Um, last but not least in the three o'clock kickoffs, um, St Johnston host Livingston. Uh, St Johnston fresh from another Dundee demolishing <laughs> last time out. A 3-1 win, quite a, a very comfortable 3-1 win at that. 4-5 to five to beat Livy on, on Saturday. A bit like Hibs, I always worry about us at home when we're odds on. I do think we'll get the job done, but Always a really stuffy game against Livingston at home. Um, I don't expect many goals. Prior to that game against Dundee, I think that was the first time we've scored two or more goals in a home game in, I think, 20 attempts. So I'm not expecting many goals here. Livy not shipping that many goals, but there's only one real mark for me here. Yeah, I think the (laughs) angle here for me has got to be cards. I I call Motherwell Hatchet men. Tell you what, we're not far behind. Um, we packed up three, 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 four, and three team cards in our last five games. And looking across the match cards for St Johnston this season, all eight matches have delivered at least four cards five, four, five, eight, six, four, ten V Hibs, and four against Dundee last time out. If Liam Craig's playing, he's pretty much an absolute guarantee for a booking. Um, I think he's been booked six times this season. Celebrated his uh, appearance record for St Johnson with a booking against Dundee. Oh, I, I was celebrating that booking. I think I had St <laughs> Johnson two cars in that match. <laughs> it's a great tackle as well. Um, Livingston as well, though, aren't sure I have a booking either. They've had 5 5, 1 1, 4, 3, 3, and 2. So both sides have received at least two cars now in six of their eight matches. And again, just waiting on card markets coming out. It's a bit annoying we don't get card markets as early as we get corner markets. I think yeah. corner markets are usually out kind of late, late Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. But we really have to tend to wait until kind of Thursday night, it was Friday, to try and get uh, a full view on, on, the, on the card angle. But again, as I've said before, the Scottish Premiership this season has been absolutely fantastic for, for cards. And I think that's probably the right approach again here. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Two teams that, again, neither team started the season too well. St. Johnson maybe just starting to pick up a little bit now. So, yeah, I think uh, Cards is definitely the place to go. And that takes us to, to Dens on on Sunday night, Saturday night, so it's six o'clock. Two teams in horrible, horrible form. Um, I don't think there's a single win between the sides in the last 10 games I've played. Um Let's speak about Aberdeen first, David. Worst start in 10 years? Yeah, Stephen Glass, who I think when he was appointed, a lot of people weren't really sure it was the right option. I know the the chairman or, uh, is is he friends, friends with Stephen Glass, or at least... Best friends. Yeah, 
um, seems to have a personal relationship with him, which uh, definitely helped Glass with the job. I thought they did well against Celtic. Um, they looked far better uh, in the second half than I think they'd looked all season. Um, but ultimately lost the game. So, yeah, this is it's must win for them. They, That's what I've got written down, David, in my notes, and I've underscored it. Must win. Yeah, absolutely. I think, this I don't think it? he'll get sacked if they lose, but no. I mean, you can see there's a lot of pressure starting to pile up on him. And Dundee, bottom of the league, uh, on goal difference from County, but bottom of the league yet to win. I think Aberdeen need to need to go to Dens and win on uh, Saturday night, and it's not going to be easy. Uh, under no, the it's not. I, I think for Aberdeen, I think even the local press are getting a bit agitated up there. I think the nice will be out for Stephen Glass if they were to lose this. And you would classify it as a crisis. Ten games without a win for Aberdeen. Bearing in mind who they played in that time, they'll played Dundee, St Johnston, Ross County, Motherwell, St Mirren. There's five mm. teams you expect for Aberdeen to be picking points up against. Um, yeah. However, though, saying that, um, I've got a glimpse of hope for Aberdeen fans. The record v Dundee is absolutely outstanding. The last time... Aberdeen were beaten by Dundee in the league was December 2004. Um, drop it like it hot, drop it like it's hot was Snoop Dogg's uh, number one hit that year. That's how long <laughs> it was. 22 games ago since Dundee last beat Aberdeen, and Aberdeen have won the last 12 games with two sides. Quite an incredible start that. Um, 11 to 8 for Aberdeen to win this. I don't think you could probably back either side here really with any confidence. Dundee especially at home, 19 to 10 really struggling, not scoring goals, haven't won a game yet in the league this season. Um, Peak's probably under a bit of pressure now as well. Yeah, I think it might be, but what I will say about their home form is they've not been hammered yet. They, they lost 1-0 against Rangers, they drew with Levy, they drew with Hibs, um, they drew with St Mirren. Uh, I just think I think it's a tough one for Aberdeen. To, like, it's not going to be an easy game for, for Aberdeen and Dundee have not Bad at home, so I think it, yeah, I think a draw in this game is very likely, which doesn't suit either team. I think again, it's another match where a very good chance we'll get cards. I think, especially from from Dundee. Looking at the betting angle for this one, David, um, I'm looking at Aberdeen to get five corners here, and I think yeah. they will. They racked up a pretty decent count against Celtic. As, as I said before, I think Stephen Glass will have his team set up here. This is a must-win match, and it doesn't matter how they do that. It could be an own goal, it could be a 93rd minute winner. They have to get a win though. Dundee in the same boat, obviously, have to get a win as well. I just feel that it's a game, given the record against Dundee, um, the nature of the match, I don't think Aberdeen will lose this. So there's a nice little bet builder here. Aberdeen double chance and over 4.5 Aberdeen corners pays 13 to 10, which for me looks like a cracking price. Yeah, that sounds sounds decent. So that's the Scottish Premiership covered. We've covered Patrick Thistle's trip to Hamilton. Um, anything else from the lower leagues jumping out for you, David? Um, I mean, I'd have to jump all the way down to League Two uh, before I find anything that really jumps Before out. you do that then, I'll cover Falkirk v Airdrie in right. League One. Um, prior to that, I think probably the game of the day in the Championship is Dunfermline v Kilmarnock. And that would have been billed as a Championship top of the table clash about two months ago. It certainly hasn't panned out that way for Dunfermline. 
Peter Grant, obviously, um, been on the happy mushrooms, I think. He's thinking that Dunfermline can still win the league. Bearing in mind, they're 15 points behind Kilmarnock. Um, which is an incredible call to make. Uh, I think Kelly, five to six again away for home. Bit short. Yeah. I don't think any any side in this league, five to six away from home, is a a good shout. Appreciate they are playing a team bottom of the league, but as we know in this league, anybody can beat anybody on their day. Uh, So I wouldn't be backing Kelly at such a short price. But yeah, it's a tough card in the Championship. But moving into League One, Probably the most competitive league in in Scotland, I would say. I think between Falkirk, Cove, <laughs> um, Queen's Park, I, no one's really pushing ahead at the moment. Now, up until last weekend, Falkirk, or two weeks ago, sorry, Falkirk hadn't won in four. So they won their first game in five last time out, a 2-1 win at home to East Fife. And they still only find themselves three points behind Cove and Queen's Park, which isn't bad for a team of just one win in five. Yeah, so there's three points off the top. Over, uh, Queen's Park are unbeaten, but they've drawn too many games, so yeah, they've not been able to stretch ahead yet at all. So I think Paul Sheen will be delighted with that 2-1 win, especially going down 1-0 to East Fife. Um, yeah. They're playing a, a very good Airdrie side, to be fair. Airdrie and really good Nick coming into this. Uh, Callum Gallagher and Dylan Easton will cause them a lot of problems. I think Falkirk have seen over 2.5 goals now in four of their five home games. But they have shipped a lot of goals, Falkirk, at home. I think they've considered goals to Dumbarton, Peterhead, East Fife. There's no reason why everybody can't go there and score. And I guess that probably bodes well for me to see goals here. I think I think Falkirk fans will be hoping for a, a striker partnership of Ruth and Kenna. I think both strikers have scored two in the last two games. So I think he has been playing one up top the last few games, um, Paul Sheedham. But I think Falkirk fans will be hoping he goes to two up top for this game. And I think over 2.5 goals pays 20 to 21 with Bet Victor. And I think we'll see both sides contributing to goals here. Dan. Falkirk, off the back of uh, off the back of that win, will be keen to make it two in a row for sure. And I guess the only other note I call would probably be Clyde's home match versus Montrose. Um, Clyde, as we know, love a goal uh, at both mm. ends. Um, it's probably not a bad shout in terms of adding into Naka possibly over 2.5 goals in, in that game as well. Yeah. But moving into League 2, you're fancying Alan David at 4 for. Um, It's not so much a, a fancy Alan, I just think the price jumped out at me. Um, Alan have been on a decent run of late, uh, away from home especially. So they, they lost at Kelty last time out 2-1, which was a pretty tight game. But before that, they'd won... They'd won all four of their away games uh, at Stranraer, at Albion Rovers, at uh, Cowdenbeath and at Elgin. And just looking at Forfar, um, they, they they won their first two games of the season, Forfar, but since then they've only won once. Uh, they've been drawing drawn quite a lot and uh, not really not really um, scoring enough goals either. So I think this is a t- this is a game, a very very even game, third v fourth between two teams. Who they'll be, yeah, pushing for the playoffs towards the end of the season. But I think Annan's away form has been so impressive that I was surprised to see them at three point seven five away at four for this weekend, which in itself is is maybe worth uh, backing in a sort of outside. Uh, yes, yeah, so really strange league. This one, league two, yeah. it's so difficult. Outside of Kelty, there's nothing really between the sides no. in terms of trying to find a betting angle on a, on a Saturday. I think for me, looking through the fixtures this weekend. 
I quite like the look of goals actually in this match. I quite like the look of goals at Albion Rovers versus Elgin, and I like the look of goals at Cowden Beef versus Stenhouse Muir. So I wouldn't put anyone off back in those three games as an over 2.5 goals treble. Um, it's just too hard for me to try and pick out a winner in this league. Yeah, I just think Annan Dan and double chance pays uh, 10 11. And I think considering a forfeit I've only won once in the last seven, it might not be might not be a bad shout. No, it's a good shout. It's a good, a good, a good spot. So that kind of covers the weekend's activity in Scotland, David. Um, we're now kind of getting to the business end of the season now in Norway, in the Elite Azerian and the Oberstligen. We've got a full card in the Oberstligen on Saturday at two o'clock with seven games kicking off at two. Um, match day 23, Ham Cam edging away, aren't they? Yeah, and they, they've been excellent, Ham Cam. Um, there was a huge game last last time out. They went to Orlesund, second v first. Um, Orlesund were in great form. I think a lot of people thought Orlesund would uh, would win the league at the start of the year and also uh, win this game. But Ham Cam got a good 1 1 draw and uh, kept their. Um, Kept their six-point lead at the top, and I think uh, they're looking really strong um, this week. This week they've got Kofa, KFUM, Oslo at home, and I think it's a game where Ham Cam can definitely be expecting to win. Um, they've got a nice what, home, six-point cushion now, don't they? They've got so a nice cushion in their hands. They've got a seven-point cushion over. Yevans third, they've, so uh, they've won all of the last four home games and they've scored three goals in all those games. Um, Kofa away from home, they've done all right recently, but um, last time out they drew it Strimmen, who are bottom of the league, really poor. Uh, before that, they lost 5 1 at Rauphos. So, away from home, they're not as good as they are at home. If you look at the, <coughs> the their uh, points they've got 23 at home and 11 away from home so I think just looking at Hamcam who have dominated a lot of teams at home Hamcam minus 1.0 in the Asian market is 2.15 um, this weekend so money back if they only win by one but uh, winning if they win by one uh, two or more and I think the way they're playing and the, the goal threat they've got they've scored 27 goals in their 11 home games I think uh, I think it looks a really good price and I fancy that for uh, for this Saturday and it's, it's quite tight, isn't it, in terms of the playoff spots? I think we're on match day 23. You've got eight rounds of matches left to go. So still a lot of points up for grabs. You could probably argue, even down to the start, possibly, they're only, what, I say eight, seven points off the off yeah. the playoffs. There's a, there's a chance that these sides, uh, Rufos as well, Sana, Ranheim, they, they could all make a nose into the playoff spot. So I reckon over the last, over the next couple of weeks anyway, Hopefully, start to see a lot more goals being scored. And to be fair to the Obersleague, there's been lots of goals this season. <laughs> Cannot complain um, about the goals. In no, definitely not. So, when I say see some more goals, I'm talking about seeing five sets a game rather than four and five a game. <laughs> yeah. I think for me at the moment, I'm still having a look through um, the, the card for Saturday. But what I will be doing, though, is definitely be backing all seven matches over 1.5 match goals. It probably won't be a great price. Be lucky to probably get three to one for that. At best, might be a little bit shorter, to be fair. And I'll be doing a Greg special as well. I think those seven games, but 365 should bring in five of those games in play on the goal time markets. So a goal before 10 minutes and a goal in the first half an hour, which should be good. But looking at the card at the moment, your side, David Blink, are at home to start. Yeah. 
Um, start, I've seen an incredible amount of goals in their games. I think probably seen more goals in their games than anyone else this season so far. Um, 41 goals scored, which is the third highest in the league. And conceded 45, which is the second worst in the league. Um, Blank, not in a great run, three defeats in four at the moment. Conceded 38 goals as well. So I have a look at this game and I'll try and find a goals angle on this one as well. Yeah, I, I did. I did have a look at it, and I thought start start um, two plus goals was one point eight, which I thought sounded okay considering they have scored two goals in I think the last four away games. But Blink have only conceded more than one in one home game this season, so it was quite like I've got a season ticket for Blink, and uh, I've been a few home games this year. <laughs> it's not been it's not been free flowing uh, to say the least, but. Um, do they play on a plastic pitch, David? Yeah, they do. Yeah, I, I don't. There's not many in the in the Overs League, and they no. don't. Um, it's a really good. It's pretty new as well. I think it's so. It's pretty. It's pretty good, and um, it's wet, and I expect it to be wet this weekend. So it should be should be playing nice. I think I, do, I did write down the start two plus goals. Yeah, that was more. That was an instinct thing more than a sort of statistics back thing. I do think. It, like you say, they have scored two yeah, plus goals have. in their last six away games. Yeah, and I just think I think they might do it again. I think I think Blink are just getting to that stage of the season where the sort of part time nature of their setup is it, just catching up with them a little bit and start. Start are difficult to back to win, but at the same time, they just they've got a good squad start and they should be higher up the league than they are. But I guess it's a good little taster for Saturday anyway, um, and a nice little two o'clock start as well for Saturday. Uh, moving into the Lazarian, getting very very tight at the top against us, isn't it? It's a well, I exclude Rosenborg and Christiansen yet, but it's definitely looking like a two horse race, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it looked as if it was going to be sort of epic finish to the season, but recently Lillestrøm have dropped off. Uh, Rosenborg um, went to Christiansen last time out and got set. Adam Anderson seconds. Got, Adam <laughs> Anderson gets sent off in the first penalty. Bendik B actually missed the penalty, but Christiansen did score and they won the game one 0 to keep their hopes alive at the top. So Gleamt and Molde look strong. I'd be surprised if it wasn't either of them that won the league. But uh, what I will say about both the Gleamt is Ulrich Saltnes, who captain Talisman has been probably the best player uh, this season, potentially in the, in the league, definitely for Gleamt. Uh, he has injured his knee and he's out for the season. So a real blow to both the Gleamt um, yeah, for the run-in, which is, um, could, could affect them badly. He's a huge, really important part of how they play, the way he plays from the left central midfield position. So... It'll be interesting to see how they how they deal with that. And just talking about um, the clubs that kind of fall away, Ulsterum being one of them, uh, Christiansen as well. Do you want to tell us, David, how many corners were in their, their last match? Christiansen's last <laughs> match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was twenty. Uh, Christiansen got uh, seven themselves. Um, I don't I don't have the stats to hand, but I know Christiansen's last. I think their last. Four games, they've hit double-figure corners on their own. Um, I know I got a, a message. <laughs> I got a message pre-match. Uh, Christian Sinder Rosenborg that someone, somebody had put a double on on based on my blog and someone else's uh, um, tweet that Christian Sinder Rosenborg corners double and over goals double in a game in Hungary, a Ferencváros game. And that Ferencváros won that game three one, 
and there was 20 corners in the Christian Rosenberg game. And I said, oh, 20, is 20 enough for you, mate? And he sent me a picture back of over an over 20.5 corners in the Christian <laughs> Rosenberg game at 28 to 1. So that missed out by one corner. So um, I think those as well. apologise for backing. So there's a good chance we'll see corners in this match on the Saturday 5 o'clock kickoff, isn't there? Yeah, I think uh, I, I, it's a big um, uh, sorry, it's over eleven and a half corners is the is what the, the bookies are asking. But um Christensen have just absolutely smashed the corners recently. 10, 11, 11, 17 is their last four games. They, that's them that's what they've hit. That's not match corners. Um Lelistrum uh home games as well have generally been sort of around the 10, 11 mark all season. But with Christensen it just they just hit so many corners. Um, I, I just I find it hard to, to not see the big corners in this one. If you look at their last, yeah, I'll just I'll just go through the fixtures. Uh, the last sort of seven, six, seven games, <laughs> fifteen match corners. Eleven at Rosenborg. There was uh, fifteen against Viking, fifteen against Gleamed, thirteen against Godset, eighteen against uh, Bran. So that's the last that's five, six away games. Um, I just can't see anything other than being a lot of corners in this game. Two teams that need to win again, so there'll be a lot of attacking. Clearly, the stream have been pretty poor recently, so they're uh, they're desperate to get back to winning ways. But even them, their last two home games, they've hit 13, they've hit 7. Uh, there's been 15 and 19 corners in their last two home games, so over 11.5 corners plays, pays uh, six to five, uh, sorry, 5 to 4 on um, Bet365. No, that was in Skybet, actually. That was in Skybet, I think. Uh, 2.2 for over 11.5 corners and I'm very, very happy to take that one. Yeah, I think the corner markets as well, as you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of corner markets. And there's different ways you can approach this game. You could probably approach both teams to get four, both teams to get five, um, each half to get five corners in each half. So there's yeah. other ways to look at the corners markets, but yeah, I think it's hard to argue with those stats, David. And looking through the fixtures this weekend, um, we've got obviously got the top two at home. Um I think both be expecting comfortable home wins, won't we? Yeah, I think the the prices reflect that. One point three for Molde home to Tromsø, one point two two Bodø Glimt home to Sarpsborg. I won't be touching either of them. They're just far too short. I think I'll have a quick look to see how we get on the away team's car count, corner count. Sorry, we might yeah. get some decent value on Tromsø or Sarpsborg to get three or four corners. Yeah, so I think you might get a good wee double, three plus for both of them. That could be could be worth a, a go. It's getting into win, must win territory now, isn't it, from beyond Allen? Uh, kind of starting yeah. to find themselves a bit detached at the bottom. Um, Bran also, massive game at the bottom. We stab back. So, 47 for Bran. Yeah. A little below them. Bit short, isn't it? <laughs> it's very short. I mean, Bran have picked up. There's no doubt. Um Criminal what happened to them last time out, one nil up against ten men with a second half to play and they drew one all, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was really I mean, in fairness, they were they were very unlucky. They they missed so many chances. I don't know what the XG was in that game, but it must have been pretty heavy on Brand's side. Um, I think they were just one of those days. Sasha McCanny and the Mew and Alan goal, he has them now and again. He just has a day where he just saves everything and um it was one of those days for Brand. They just couldn't quite break them down. Uh, the home form's been okay. I think they've only lost one in the last sort of seven, six, six games. They've only lost one. Uh, they beat Christensen 3-1 last time at home. Uh, I would expect them to beat Stabak. 
But um, I like what both. I like both teams. What team are kickoffs on Sunday? Because I'm being told it's a four o'clock kickoff on Sunday. It is. Yeah. So uh, I'm not. I can't remember why I read it. I read it yesterday. The the games kick off an hour early on Sunday. Um, so yeah, four p.m. So that's something to watch out for. It was going to be four p.m. UK. Yeah, I saw that then. So yeah, five games kick off at four o'clock on Sunday, yeah. and again, um, definitely worthwhile doing over one point five match goals and the the yellow goal bets in the ten minutes and thirty minute markets. Yeah. Just on another note, David. At the moment, the bookies have priced up the following weekend's games in quite a few of the leagues. Yeah. They've priced up the Scottish Premiership for next Saturday. They've also priced up Norway for next Saturday as well. Yeah. Definitely an opportunity there if you're quick on the bu- on the money and on the button to get some decent value early doors once we see yeah. the results. Yeah, definitely. I think that's going to be worth a look at on Monday morning, uh, for sure. Just um, just to go back to the brand game, I really like. I, I've got a wee both teams to score double, including that game. I think Brand, if you look at their the home form, they scored in every game, but except the first one. And they've conceded in every game bar one, which was against Stroms Godset back in May. So, Stabak, uh, if you look at their away form, they've scored in every single away game except the first one, which was a 0 0 draw at Haugesund. So, again, I think that's nine. Nine in a row they've scored in. Every game's been both teams to score except. Uh, a three 0 win over Sandefjord last time out, which was a what, which was a red card for Sandefjord when it was one 0 So that could easily have affected that game. And I like that both teams scored double in that one with also Viking God Viking versus uh, sorry Strums Godset versus Viking, which kicks off at the same time. Viking still conceded in every single game this season, um, which is absolutely <laughs> insane. Uh, they're going to Strums Godset, who have got a really really strong home record. Um, last time last time out they beat they beat Sarpsorg five 0 at home, their last home game, but uh, they scored in every single home game. So I think we can expect Strums Godset to score. Viking have been in very good um, form themselves recently. Uh, a really big win against Sandefjord last time out where they were down to 10 men really early on um, but managed to fight back from 1-0 down. Or no, managed to fight back from one uh, losing. Uh, yeah, they were 1-0 up, got a red card, went back to one each and then they managed to win the game 2-1. So really strong uh, form they've been on recently considering the, the fixtures they've had and I just cannot see anything other than a lot of goals in this game and both teams contributing but the, the double and the both teams to score double pays 2.26 and yeah I think it looks very very well priced considering the records of the, uh, each team. Yeah I think that, that brand match David must be in terms of the stats one of the strongest both teams to score up opportunities this weekend in the world yeah and <laughs> they've seen but i think with most leagues as we get to the end of the season and a lot of leagues naturally you do tend to find games are more open more goals and i'm hoping that'll definitely be the case over the coming what eight weeks in, in norway yeah hopefully hopefully i think um i think there's been enough goals that this season that has been exciting to watch i've really really enjoyed the norwegian football again this year i think there's been so many exciting games in their goals and actually just one one final like word on a on a goal scorer is uh christensen traveled to lelestrom and lelestrom's thomas len olsen he's 2.05 to score any time this weekend he scored in each of his last five games he's scored in eight of his last 10 and 
11 of his last 14. Um, actually make that 13 of his last 16, including the two cup games where he was on the bench but came off the bench because the team was struggling. He scored in them as well. So 13 of his last 16 games he scored in and he's better than even money to score any time. I think that's uh, incredible to, to, to get that price for someone who's in such good form. No, definitely. It's always good to try and find that little nugget there, isn't it? The bookies do get it wrong sometimes, and it definitely appears that's the case here. Fingers yeah, crossed. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's us had a really good review, David, across both Norway and Scotland. Um, I'll just do a quick recap on my selections for the weekend. Yeah. Um, starting on Friday night in Scotland, um, Hamilton versus Partick Thistle. And I'm taking part of this to score two goals or more at 75, and that's with Unibet. Moving into Saturday in the Scottish Premiership, I'm taking Celtic over 5.5 corners and over 1.5 match goals in their game at Motherwell, and that piece 10 to 11. Quite a few games marked out for cards, um, looking obviously at the Hearts cards at Rangers, Motherwell cards also against Celtic. St Johnston cards for Livy as well. And we've also got a bet from Dundee v Aberdeen on the 6pm kickoff on Saturday night. And that'll be Aberdeen over 4.5 corners and Aberdeen double chance. And that piece 13 to 10. And finally, in League One, I'm taking Falkirk v Airdrie over 2.5 match goals at 20 to 21. So four selections at the moment, but there'll be more put on the channel um, over the coming days as we approach the weekend's fixtures. And from yourself, David? Yeah, uh, firstly, the, that Motherwell Celtic game, also looking at the corners, and Celtic minus 2.0 corners um, is 11 to 10, um, and that's with Skybet. Also looking at League 2, Annan double chance away at 4 for, uh, that pays 10 to 11. Um, that's also a Saturday 3pm kickoff. Um, over to Norway, which is um, where I watch most of my football, so maybe don't follow my Scottish tips. Um, looking at, first of all, Saturday afternoon, 2pm, Hamcam minus 1.0 in the Asian handicap uh, against Kofa. That pays 2.15. Um, also on Saturday, Lillestrøm versus Christiansund. Um, that's over 11.5 corners, pays 2.20 with Skybet. And that's over 11.5 match corners. Um, also looking at both teams to score double, and that's on Sunday at 4pm. Uh, Viking travel to Strums Godset and also Bran versus Stabak. That's 2.26 for the both teams to score double. And finally, Thomas Lennon Olsen for Lee Listerum against Christian Sundays, 2.05 to score any time. That's Saturday afternoon, and that pays yeah 2.05 with Bethy 6.5. Excellent. And you can follow David on Twitter at dweatherston11. And you also do a blog, don't you, David? And that's at davidweathersonfootball.com. I do. And blog. I'm going to be writing that today and tomorrow. Excellent. Well, David, thanks for joining us on the podcast this week. Um, we'll welcome back Select Debate next week. And we'll maybe have I, a bit I mean, maybe. We'll see how, we'll see how uh, <laughs> this one goes down. <laughs> Hopefully he's having a great family vacation um, down south. But in the meantime... Best of luck for your weekend and good luck. Yeah, have a good weekend. Uh, good luck.